Yeah. 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 Chrome hearts at the Caesar's Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. K bar, you could be established. All right, it's Monday, and uh, every Monday, it's my Anthro and Kenny T. And we about to get in for Mano a Mano. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight, Kenny. How's it going, fam? Can't complain, bro. Always ready for the action, the laughter, the comedy, the humor, the good times and vibes. Let's make it happen. Boom. Absolutely, man. And... uh, for the most part, it's usually good times and vibes uh, when we're out at these fights. And I was out at the fight on Saturday night at the Barclays. I had a lot of fun there. And uh, we're going to get into things that went down on that card. But you know what, Kenny? I got I to gotta say first things first, man. First things first. Because I got to let people know, bro, that, listen, when I'm when I'm interviewing people, Kenny... I'm on my job, okay? When I'm out at the fights, I'm on my job, okay? Yes, because I'm bringing out the content for all of the subs here on Maestro Ah, all right? Most of whom are going to be subs, if they're not already, of KO Kenny. Link is in the description box. Make sure you click the link if you're joining us live later on at the show. And uh, right now, just hit the like button as you come in, as you tune in. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you're not already a member, and uh, make sure you share the vid as we keep going. And look, man, I got. I'm just gonna say this: if I'm doing an interview, Kenny, let me do the interview. All right. If you got some questions to get off, let me finish my interview first. And if you got a problem with me cutting you off when you try to cut me off in the interview then address it to me one-on-one. Don't come to me on some sideways stuff because I'm going to let people know it like this. I'm an educated person. Kenny's an educated person, okay? And I'm not trying to have beef with anybody at all, all right? But at the same time, I am going to stay about my business because I wasn't raised on that filet mignon. I wasn't raised on the steak, all right? Before I became a vegan, all right, son of two broke grad students, you know what beef was to me, Kenny? Beef was something you ate out of a can. That, that's the kind of beef I was aware of. There was no supermarket beef. There's no filet mignon. There was no T-bone steaks. It was straight out of a can beef. All right? So I'm just going to leave it like that. If you see me doing an interview, let me do an interview. And if you have a problem with me cutting it off, cutting you off, that is what it is. That Basically... Is- all you soft ass niggas need to stop catching feelings and let a man do his job. That's that's a hundred stay in your lane. Exactly. And before we get into anything else, uh, let me just pick up the people that are already here with us. Uh Nando Jamas. Ayo, saludos right back at you. All right, that's the OG Nando, the day one, the sub, the member. That's him. All right. I am Dwayne this time. <laughs> I see you, you in the building. And uh, Nando, did you chin check that fool at the hat stand for the bucket? Uh, that was another one, man. Look, can, can the Yankees fans let me get the bucket in peace? Can they let me get a cap in peace? All right, because Nando was there live for the video when, you know, outside of Yankee Stadium, some Yankees fans tried to come at me. And it, let, let me just put it to you this way, Kenny. 
it did not go well at all. Okay. Um, but uh, let, let, let's, you're on mute, man. It, it usually doesn't. People just like to talk a big game until they get pressed back and then fall all the way back. That's life. It's okay. 100%. So, uh, look, let's get right into it, man. It was the Barclays Live, Brooklyn, New York. I was there, uh, credentialed. Gracias, Steven Espinoza. Gracias, Showtime. Chris de Blasio, everybody else. Thank you so much. I had a great time at Fight Week, Kenny. Wednesday, all right, I was at the open media workout. I got an interview with Crazy Angel, as he calls him. So I don't call him that. He calls himself that. <laughs> Crazy Angel Garcia, okay? Uh, that that was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I spoke to the fighters. I took some footage. If you remember here, if you're a sub here, you will have seen the content already, all right? So uh, thank you so much for that. And look, let, let's get into the first fight, Kenny. A little bit of controversy in this one, Okay. A little bit of controversy. I put I put out the videos of it on my IG live. It was Rances Batelemi, the Cuban, out of Havana, right now out of Miami, trying to become the first three-time, well, three-weight Cuban world champion. Uh, first step for him, important step of that, was taking on Gary Antoine Russell. And it started out as a, as a pretty... Uh, competitive fight i thought rentis was holding his own he was eating shots but he was he was giving back shots as well kenny and um he ended up getting dropped um and uh i thought i thought it was an early stoppage kenny you tell me your your views on it and i'm going to share some video that i took of it you you go ahead bet, bet. um I thought it was a great fight for both. I thought both guys were doing great. It was very, very competitive till uh, the guy till Bartholomew got dropped and the referee stopped the fight. The stoppage of the fight, I have to say, I do think it was a little early, but I do also think that it was Rances Bartholomew's fault because uh, if you look at the replay, I looked at the replay like six times to make sure that I wasn't, you know, misjudging this. If you look at the replay, the referee tells him, walk this way. And instead of walking directly at the referee, he kind of walks in a slant where he's not walking directly at the referee, kind of walks in a slant. And then the, the referee grabs his gloves, wipes them down, and Rancis Bartholomew is looking at the guy sideways because he's, his body's facing this way. He's, he's looking at the guy like this at an angle because literally his body's facing this way. The referee looks at him, Rancis Bartholomew straighten his body out. Referee says, it's over. It's over. So Rancis Bartholomew is just... Uh, big ass culprit to blame, just like the referee. Like this isn't necessarily. Oh, it's the referee's fault because the guy wasn't. He ain't look like he had it all together either. But it was definitely an early stoppage. He, I think, if he would have been putting down one more time in that same fashion, the fight probably would have been over. And partially, what Gary Antoine Russell said uh, is partially true. You know, the guy's a warrior. He's always gonna say he's not hurt. The guy was gonna continue fighting whether he was hurt or not. But the same exact outcome was going to happen, if not later in that round, the following round. It is what it is. Here is some footage I took uh, from the media section at the Barclays. Here we go. Let's check it out. You're going to see the sideways walk in a second when he goes to the referee. You see sideways. Referee grabs him, pulls him. He's still facing sideways. He's not facing straight. And then, and, and if you look at the other angle, you can actually see his feet, that his feet are pointed the opposite, like to the side of the referee and not directly at the referee. He's not looking straight at the referee. Yeah, I'll tell you what my big problem is with this situation. 
Frances Bartelome doesn't speak a lick of English. And I kind of have a problem, especially in the United States of America, where Spanish is such a wildly spoken language, Kenny, that you have a guy refereeing a fight where one of the guys speaks Spanish and speaks no English and is giving instructions in English. And then we get into a situation where the fighter can't really respond in the way that the referee wants because guess what? He doesn't understand what the referee's actually saying. So I, I kind of have a little bit of sympathy for him in that regard. And I'll tell you what, Kenny, the fans were, were not were not having it on, on Saturday. They were not uh, in agreement with this stoppage at all. And I'll see if I could pull up some of that for you and, and everybody else here so they could have a listen. Hold up. I'm going to pull it up right now. So and I actually I actually actually put my voice and a little commentary over this one. I hope you guys uh, can have a listen. Here we go. Francis just got stopped, and look, he was hurt, but they should not have stopped the fight. I'm sorry, that was ridiculous. The fans here in the Barclays are booing this as they should be booing this because that was not a good stoppage by the referee. Not a good stoppage at all. Here we go. Let's have a look at it. All right, he's down. For sure he's down. But he's back up on his feet. Is he going? So he's walking away. Not not sure. I wasn't sure which corner people were being sent to, neutral corner, etc. Going to the neutral corner? No, it's not the neutral corner. But the referee's... He's, he looks ready to go. Oh, no. The fans here at the Barclays are not... Right there. That's exactly what I was talking about. Go ahead, Kenny. Right there. The, uh, uh, Paul, go back to that part and pause the video right there. Because I saw a couple people saying, oh, you reaching, Kenny, you reaching. I don't fucking reach. I keep it factual. I ain't reaching. For shit. Go back to that video clip where you see the top view so you can see his feet are not pointing at the referee. His body is not pointing okay, here at the we, referee. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I got it. Oh, he's, he looks ready to go. Right there, right there, right there. Oh no! And 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 do you see his his body pointing the referee? Do you, do you see his body? Fuck no! Let's see it again. Oh. The fans here at the Barclays are not feeling that decision, and they should not be feeling that decision because that was not a good stopping. Let's have a look. He took the right hand. But honestly, he landed similar punches to that on Gary Russell, Gary Antoine Russell, albeit Gary Russell didn't go. So, uh, I mean, his, his coach went off on the referee afterwards. It was uh, pretty entertaining. He was doing a good job working the crowd. Um, but, look, my, my issue mainly, Kenny, is that I felt he deserved to go on. I, I, and I also, if you don't speak English, how the hell are you expected to understand English instruction? See, I like the amateur game in this regard, right? Because in the amateur game, the only instructions are box, stop, and break. That's it. That's well, it. What, 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 one second, bro. I just, I just got to resp- respond to these messages, bro. Because go for it, look, go for it. Bro, I keep shit factual. I ain't reaching for a goddamn thing. Guess what? I do think it was an early stoppage. I said that from the moment. I think I even tweeted that shit. But regardless of it being an early stoppage, you look at both sides. You got to blame both sides. If there is blame to be in both sides, it was an early stoppage from the ref. 
Look at Rances Bartholomew's body and tell me if, if you saw that as a referee, do you think that man is okay? If he can't even face you, you said walk this way, he walks that way. Is that man okay? Come on, man, stop it. You you guys are reaching. Let's let let's stop it. Let's all fall back and let's all be fair to the actual situation. Let's not only shit on the referee, but let's also talk about Rances Bartholomew, how he didn't one hundred percent show that he was fine. And yes, the language barrier is messed up. It's something that happens extremely often in boxing. I mean, look, I get it if the dude like. I don't know, speaks, you know, some some language where there aren't a lot of people that speak it in the United States and then let's like, you know, you hope that he understands basic English instructions. But I mean, Rantis speaks Spanish. I mean, there's like 50 million Spanish speakers in the United States. We're two of them. All right. There's damn well a lot of Spanish speaking referees. So I, I, I felt bad for Rantis, but moving on. OK, so in the co-feature, we had Adam Kalnaki. Okay, born in Poland, raised in Brooklyn, New York. All right. And he was taking on a guy that I've called Big Turk. All right. Ali Aaron Demerizen. All right. And uh, Kenny, I'll just go for you first on this one. Give me your thoughts on that fight. Uh, Adam Kalnaki should retire, get a new uh, a new uh, fitness trainer, or, uh, or not retire, start campaigning at Cruiserweight. Go lose that weight, increase, increase that gas tank, and go box at the weight class you should be boxing. Stop being a fat boy. Let them Put them pizzas down, put them Philly cheesesteaks down, put them burgers down, and go work out in the gym, bro. Uh, I think that Turk destroyed him. He, he let him get tired in the first two, three rounds. Kalnaki was throwing relentless crazy amounts of punches until his gas tank wore out and then he got destroyed with a beautiful strong jab and a beautiful right hand that came with not even too much motion behind it you never saw uh saw him wind up or anything it was literally like very short powerful but you could hear the punches as they was landing he did his job he did what he had to do he definitely won that fight convincingly uh kalnaski he has to figure it out I, i i just Man, just just go train properly, bro. Just go train properly, lose the weight, and also have a proper game plan. Stop thinking that you're the Terminator and you're going to throw 150 punches per round every round. You definitely ain't even training like that. Your heart is not the same as to when you was in the winning streak. You've lost your last couple of fights, bro. Let's 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 figure this out. Let's step it up. Let's get you on a, on a vegetarian, vegan diet, and let's, let's change your life, bro. Uh, that's all I got to say. It was interesting to me because I, I favored Ali going into this fight. Big Turk, as I call him. And Big Turk. Shout out to Corner Man Boxing. I want everybody to check out my man Corner Man and uh, his channel. Corner Man's doing big things. He's showing us big love, me and Kenny, the time that Kenny went to the garden uh, and, and, and in my place. Uh, and every time I'm at these fights, he's showing me big love. Shout out to Hans, too. Uh, Themistode. Make sure you check him out. The Themistode. And also check out my man, Lineal, who flew all the way from East London to attend the fight. He was with us out there, too. And, look, I was telling uh, Lineal from Stay Weighed In, that's his channel, and a corner man that, look, I think that they've messed up with uh, Kaunaki on a couple of fronts. And then I saw Ring IQ mention this as well in one of his, his shows today, actually. Look, he had an opportunity to fight AJ for, like, seven-figure payday, and they they moved him away from that fight. Apparently, he had an opportunity to take on Chisora for another seven-figure payday. They moved him away from that fight, 
And in both cases, I mean, those, you know, negotiations that they decided not to pursue were followed up with losses to Hellenius and now the Big Turk. So, look, it, it's it's a tough one. And after the fight, I had the chance to uh, speak to Big Turk. And uh, I'll play you guys a little bit of it here. And for the full bit of it, you guys can check out the channel because the full interview is up there live. Kenny, here we go. Let's check out Big Turk, Ali, Aaron, Demarizin. Let's go. Whoops. Uh, my fault. We had the uh, in uh, production issues here. Wrong video. This is the one here. All right. So I'm here with the big winner tonight. Uh, straight out of Hamburg via Turkey. All right. First of all, tell me about your experience here fighting at New York City at the Barclays Center. Barclays Center, hissettiklerim neydi? Öğrendiklerim neydi? Çok büyük bir arenada dönüştüm. Barclays Center gibi büyük bir salonda. Benim için büyük bir gurur ve heyecan vericiydi bu. I'm very proud of them to fight in a very, very nice arena like Barclays Center Arena in Brooklyn. That's amazing. Benim için çok zor oldu. Hem Adam Kovanaki yendim, hem seyirciyi yendim. Biraz it was very difficult to me to win one Adam Kovanaki as also the crowd he wants against me. There you go. Tough fight for you, Adam Kovanaki. Did he do more than you expected? Adam Kovanaki çok iyi bir boksör. Yani benden çok fazla tecrübeli. Böyle dönüşeceğini He's very experienced guy. I don't expect that he fight like this, but he has more experience like me, and he give a big fight. Atmosfer biraz ben de heyecan yaptım herhalde. Normalde biraz daha güçlü ve diriydim. Sonlara doğru herhalde biraz performansım düştü diye. I was very the crowd make me very tired. I was very Exciting. I was very exciting. So and then the last rounds for my performance go down. But normally I'm very strong or very good prepared for the fight. There you go. You've got a lot of interest here in the United States, but you also have a lot of So I went on to ask him about uh potential fights for him. Um because again, uh Kaunaki had been rumored to be in negotiations to take on uh Derek Delboy Chisora. I asked Big Turk about taking on Del Boy. He seemed to be interested in that fight. He also called out Dillian White. He also called out Big Joe Joyce, the juggernaut, Kenny. Uh, and then I also asked him about, you know, the Ruiz Ortiz winner. If you were if you were in managing the career, Big Turk, where, where would you kind of position him next, Kenny? Uh, shit. All those fights you mentioned, are, I think, are tough ones for Big Turk. You know what I'm saying? Because let's 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 face it you know what i'm saying he's a little physically challenged uh for a dude like joe joyce you know tall lengthy beautiful jab he's a little physically challenged for a fight like that then you look at dudes like chisora getting in the fight with chisora is just flat out dangerous for anybody it doesn't matter it's flat out you you, you don't want to take that beating if you don't have to or, or, or in this shot of beating right back too but you know what i'm saying like although that's a big money fight and that that old 
that fight will probably uh shoot him into the trajectory of uh the the championship talk the, the oh he's a contender now oh let's get him to be the mandatory you know it's it's a tough one i it's a tough one i, I i'd say maybe events that loss or about, not or if not fight fuck it fight to sore but i don't really see him winning any of those what fights about Jillian white what about Jillian white I think he could beat Dillian White. Uh, I think uh, it, I think that if he follows a similar game plan to what he did in this fight with uh, Kalinowski, I think that he can definitely beat Dillian White because Dillian White, his gas tank always gasses out around round five, six, seven. And if he waits him out, he could possibly even knock Dillian White out. That's Actually, that's probably the best fight for him, Dillian White. Not Del Boy, not Joe Joyce. Dillian White is probably the best fight for him. I agree. I think that that's the best fight uh, out there uh, of the ones that I mentioned. Andy Ruiz Jr. too probably wouldn't be too bad for him if he, you know, if Andy Ruiz comes out successful against Luis Ortiz, uh, given the stature of Andy Ruiz. And let's face facts, given the fact that Andy Ruiz was dropped by Chris Ariola uh, in his last fight. So um, there we go. Uh, moving on to the main event, Kenny. It was Danny Garcia. Taking on Jose Benavides Jr. in the main event. Um, look, I'm going to throw up the interview I conducted with David Benavides after the fight, okay? But my assessment of this fight was that Daniel Garcia, Danny Garcia, uh, prepared by Angel Garcia, crazy angel as he calls himself. I felt that he boxed beautifully. I liked the footwork, subtle. But to the point, all right, I loved the body attack. I loved the jab to the solar plex, jab to the stomach, uh, jab to the head. He was mixing up the body and head attack. He was giving them angles, and he was using feints. Uh, Jose Benavides did his thing at certain points in the fight, but I felt like rather than doing as much posturing as he was doing, I would have preferred to see him throwing more punches. Personally, That that's my opinion. Kenny, what were your thoughts on the main event? Oh, I think Danny Garcia looked amazing. Danny, I think that was the best Danny Garcia I've ever seen. He even showed flashes of Mayweather-esque defense when he was uh, uh, more so defending towards the later rounds when Jose Benavides tried to mount his little comeback or tried to, you know, they told him, oh, you can only win by knockout. And he started trying to go, I guess, accelerating his aggression a little bit. Um, Danny Garcia was just flat out amazing. The jab, the 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 combination punches. When he did decide to throw the flurry, to the, the 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 I saw that. When he did decide to throw the, the 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 fast combination flurry punches, he looked amazing. They landed with power. He kept his distance. He was the smaller guy that beat the bigger guy. Now I do have to say, I never in my life ever again want to see David Benavides or Jose Benavides Jr. fight. Let that man retire. Uh, the, the the whole cast, the whole announcer's cast was blowjobbing him crazy. They was amping him up and gassing him the entire, like, three, for three, four rounds. And then after they saw that Danny was putting a beating on him, they started bandwagoning Danny. It's it's funny the way the, the hype that Jose Benavidez Jr. had. It doesn't make sense. He's not that great of a fighter. Fall back. Let's stop talking about big fights. He, he lost his last fight, but they gave him the win. And he lost this fight. Any meaningful fight he's been in, he's lost. It is what it is. I don't ever want to see him fight again. I don't want to see this uh, this uh, man walking forward with his hands straight up like this, taking body shots and face shots, talking about, nigga, fuck your no. You just got rocked. Stop it. Fall back. Retire. Well, Kenny, 
you know, I, it, it's it to me the question with David, uh, sorry, with Jose Benavides Jr. Great guy, by the way. I had a great time interviewing him. I'm I'm a big fan of his father and what he's able been able to do with his two sons, but he's got to up the volume of his punch output. It's not enough to try to catch and shoot, catch and shoot, especially when a guy uh, who's a natural counter puncher is like moving left and right and moving back and forth and in and out and hitting you to the body, hitting you to the head, throwing hooks, throwing straight rights, throwing jabs. I mean, it was a varied attack, but let's hear what, uh, let's hear what Jose, uh, sorry, let's hear what David uh, Benavides had to say to me right after the fight. Here we go. Here with David, David Benavides. Thank you so much for taking time. I know you got to get to your brother. Just a quick reaction to the fight, David. I know it was a tough fight. I mean, honestly, I feel like I, I feel like my brother won. I feel like he was he was fighting his distance. He was throwing jabs, landing jab all night. Danny Garcia was only looking for the overhand right. Um, you know, but respects to him and his team. It was a great it was a great fight. You know, um, but I I, I feel like my brother won. And where do you think he goes from here? I mean, he's still young. You know, he's, you know I think uh, he's thirty. You know, what I mean, um, we're still looking for world titles. We're still right. Looking for world titles. You know, what I mean, um, it's a dream that I, it's a dream of mine that we're both world champions at the same time, so we can make that happen. But you know, it's just you know, we'll get there. I spoke to your dad two days ago. He said that he's pulling for Triple G against Canelo. Is that the same with you? I'm, I'm just trying, I'm trying to fight with everybody. I don't care. Okay. Who, you know, Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant. You know, now you see he's fighting out to be Grell. You know, and David Morrell too. You don't want to. You don't want to fight. So uh, I don't know. You know, Charlo. You know, so with that. You know, I, I just want to get the best fights. Uh, make the best fights happen for the fans possible. David, I really appreciate it. You take care. Thank you. Bro. All the best. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Always backing up his brother, as he should. Bro, Jose Benavides is not getting no goddamn title. I put, I put, yo, I put all my money on that. I'll, I'll give my chain up. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I guarantee Jose Benavides Jr. will never win a real title. Not at 154, he won't. What about a secondary title like a WBA regular? Who cares about those? I fuck that. IBO? Garbage, garbage. All right, well, let's go to the champ then. <laughs> Danny, Danny, Danny Garcia's dad, Angel, used to say, look, you're talking about the champ. Talk to me about the champ. That's the champ. Danny oh, Garcia. One thing somebody wrote in the comment over here uh, was uh, Danny Garcia's callouts, which was uh, Keith Thurman. He said, oh, the, the, the law still burns. He took my O, so I want to beat him or whatever the case may be. You want to see that fight? I'd see it. And then the okay. second call out, I forgot who it was. Lara. Not, not, uh, 155, the, the, the 160 Reggie champion. I, I think that the Lara fight is good. Uh, Tony Harrison was in there trying to get that fight, saying he praised Danny Winston. He praised he gets the opportunity against Danny. Tony Harrison just won money. Uh, I think, uh, shit, I think Danny Garcia probably knocks Tony Harrison out just as bad as uh, uh, Jermel Charlo did. You know, it is what it is. So, it, who do we see Danny Garcia fight at 154 that gives him some type of credibility? Uh, look, the issues here are, look, you, you got Charlo. He's got all the belts. He's tied up with Tim Zhu. Uh, and then you've got Sebastian Fundora. He's an interim champ. He's Nobody, a nobody wants to fight that, man. 154. That's a tough, <laughs> that's a tough puzzle to solve right there. Um, but then... You know, you do potentially have Keith Thurman, and we're going to get into Keith Thurman in a moment. Um, I've got a video that I want you to react to with, with Keith Thurman. And look, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty uh, 
interesting division though you know we had uh chris billam smith fight out in out in england this past weekend cruiserweight uh fight that got most of the attention out there was a very good competitive fight we'll see where he goes he's in the same stable as lawrence acoli so they won't be fighting each other but also fighting this weekend was pretty boy josh kelly uh he's at 154 uh he's a level below this so it's like you got the level of like a Josh Kelly, the guys with the names, but not quite at title contention. But then you got the guys that are up there in title contention. Those guys are all problems. So it's a tough division to navigate. Uh, you're mentioning Erickson Lubin. You already mentioned uh, Superman. Okay, Tony Harrison. So, uh, look, there, there are some guys out there uh, that, that might be of interest, but we'll see who that how that goes. Given the back and forth beef that used to – exists between team Garcia, specifically Angel Garcia and Terrence Crawford. At some point, I would be very interested in seeing that fight just to kind of yeah, finally uh, close an end to that chapter because the, the, the shit talk between those two camps a few years back was getting, was getting hot. And it was a fight that I was hoping uh, to kind of, to kind of see, but it never materialized, you know, back then, Terrence was on the other side of the street. That's not necessarily a problem anymore. So we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll see one, that goes. one more thing before you move on from Danny Garcia. First, I just want to say um, I'm not bugging. I'm not bigging up Danny by saying he'd knock out Harrison. I'm more so shitting on Harrison and his boxing abilities. It's a difference. Uh, but you really, you, you really don't like Harrison's boxing abilities? He's, all he has is a jab and a, and a large mouth that talks a lot of trash. Um, that's it. I think that that would be a pretty good fight, personally. I I think because of the size difference and the reach, I think it'd definitely be a good fight. Um, but what do you think? Uh, and and I do think I I I think that Danny definitely beats Erickson Lubin. They're 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 much closer in height than Harrison and, and 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 Danny. But what do you think about Danny Garcia and his anxiety slash depression and mental health issues that he spoke about? Um. Real quick, I'll just say that I think him for talking about yeah. it the way he did. And I think that he showed a lot of strength. I don't want to hear anybody calling him any kind of well, they could call people could call people whatever names they want. It's free speech. This is you know, it's a free, free society. But I felt that it showed a lot of strength him opening up. Okay. I felt it was a lot of strength. And that, honestly, I don't talk about this very often. People that know me well know me. Uh that that know me know that I have a lot of the same issues that Danny was talking about. So the fact that he got up on national TV and was willing to willing to open up about it and, and kind of be open and honest, I, I think it was a sign of strength personally. But Kenny, yep. I cut you off. Go ahead. No, you chilling, bro. It's all good. I, I I love it. I love what he did. I love how he came out and spoke about his feelings and emotions. People don't people out here they don't want to seem vulnerable. Nobody wants to seem vulnerable. Nobody wants to share their feelings and how they what they're going through. Everybody wants to act like big daddy macho man. Nothing affects me. I'm big bad, you know. No, look, we all go through shit and I love that he spoke about it. I love that he cried on TV. That made him even a bigger man in my eyes cuz guess what? All us fake-ass tough guys, we be crying too. We be going through anxiety. We be sad. We feel some type of way. It's okay to feel some type of way. It's okay to talk about it. Matter of fact, the more you talk about it, the better you feel about it, and the stronger person you will be. I guarantee you that. 
drops, Mike walks away. Goes no, I, I, I agree. Big, big respect for Danny Garcia to open up like that. And I know he felt kind of funny about it because he's like, I don't want to be a meme like Jordan and everything mm-hmm. else. And he was being a little self-deprecating at the post-fight press conference. But, you know, it is what it is. I saw another name in there that I like. You know, we saw Jesse Vargas get blasted out by this dude. I'm talking about Liam Beefy, Beefy Smith. Uh, somebody mentioned that. I wouldn't mind to see that fight either. He's uh, no longer affiliated with Matchroom, so maybe that could happen. Uh, you know, he, he signed up the boxer out there in the U.K., so it is what it is. And, yes, Tony, you hit the nail right on the head with this comment. Big up Danny G., for the love to the mental health. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So, uh, look, uh, before we get into talking about the fight that is going to happen this weekend, I want to talk about the fight, Kenny, that's not going to happen this weekend. Uh, As everybody will know, Jake Paul is no longer going to be fighting Hasim Rahman Jr., all right, I was actually looking forward to covering the fight. I was credentialed to cover this fight. I got an email alerting me that the fight would no longer be taking place. It was going to happen at Madison Square Garden. And uh, look, I, I'm not I'm not as invested in, in a lot of the people that have been commenting on, on this particular situation. Um, I'm mostly disappointed because it's a night that I won't be able to go down to Midtown Manhattan. I was hoping that you would be able to join me down there, Kenny, uh, and head to this fight and and have a good time out there and just enjoy a night of entertainment because that's what it was really going to be. It was going to be a night of entertainment, and it's not going to happen. Um, you know, we're hearing multiple stories about why. Uh, I'll, I'll play Jake Paul first, and then you can give me your thoughts. Here we go. Hasim Rockman Jr. has pulled out of the fight. This is not a joke. I am devastated. I cannot believe this we just found out this news and this is just another case of a professional boxer just like Tommy Fury being scared to fight me it's as clear as day that these guys have been so unprofessional to work with looking for any excuse to suck more money out of this event to to coerce us into doing things and from the jump I knew in the bottom of my heart that this guy didn't want to get into the ring with me it's as clear as day here's what happened long story short so he signed a contract to fight me at 200 pounds and was going to cut the weight down to 200 pounds. This is not a big cut for him, right? He's a big guy with a ton of weight to lose. So he sent a video into the commission the first time he weighed in at 216 pounds. The commission wanted to track his weight cut to make sure he was doing it in a healthy way. Three weeks later, the commission asked him for an update on his weight. He sends a video weighing 215 pounds, meaning in three weeks, he only lost one pound. So the commission was like, hey, man, you're not cutting the weight properly. We don't want you to lose it all in the last day. We're going to have to change this fight to 205 pounds. My team calls me up. They're like, hey, man, do you want to change? They want to change the weight to 205 pounds. That's a big difference. You normally fight at 190 pounds. You want to do the fight still? I said, no problem. Let's do it. 205 Liar. He already has a weight advantage, height advantage, reach advantage, all of these things, but whatever. I know I can still beat his ass at 205 pounds. And that was that. We move forward. And then today, out of nowhere, his team calls and says, Hasim's not going lower than 215 pounds. If the fight's not at 215 pounds, then we're pulling out. My manager goes, 
you guys, you're not in control of this. We already agreed to five more pounds. He is a big guy, losing 10 pounds. Everyone knows in the sport of boxing that is an easy weight cut. People do that. UFC champions cut 25 pounds overnight to make weight. A 10-pound weight cut for a heavyweight is nothing. This is clearly an excuse. So they say, okay, the fight's not at 215, we're out. The biggest payday of his life times 10, and he's fumbling it. For what? Because he knows he's going to get knocked out by me. The pressure starts to set in, and it's exactly what happens with all of these guys. Same shit with Tommy Fury. I'm sick of it. I'm devastated. I apologize to everyone on the undercard. Amanda Serrano, I know you were working hard. Ashton Silva, I know you were working hard. This is absurd. There's nothing I can do about it. I apologize to the fans, and uh, I'll be back at some point. Yikes. All right. So in the interest of fairness, we'll, we'll, we'll play both sides of the story. All right. Here's Hasim Rahman Jr. Uh, oh, shoot. Hold on. Well, I don't, we're not we're not playing those guys. Hold on. <laughs> uh, shout out to Barack, though. It's all love. It's all love. Uh, but their video came on automatically, as is the case sometimes when you're using YouTube. Here we go. Um, it's Hasim Rahman Jr., his side of the story. And then I'm going to do Kenny reacts. Let's check it out. Let's go. Look, I'm a bridge away. Uh, I campaign at bridge away, um, or otherwise known as heavyweight um, outside of WBC. Now, look, um, I, I signed a contract to make 200 pounds within the, the three or three and a half weeks that I had to do it, but I couldn't do it. I said my body simply would not let me do it, would not let me get down to 200 pounds. But where in boxing do y'all see them canceling fights a whole week in advance? I didn't even get my last week to get down as low as I could. Um, I told this man, it's, it's penalties involved, keep the purse. Keep the purse. I fight you for the, for the $5,000 minimum. That's how that's how much it means to me, and that's how much faith I have in knocking him out. I would have beat this man uh, uh, with, with, with one hand, just like I did in the gym. But let him tell it, he already beat my ass in the gym when I was 230. So if you beat me up while I was 230... What's the problem in fighting me while I'm 215? What's the problem fighting me at 210? It's, it's, it's clearly uh, 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 them not wanting to fight. It's not me pulling out the fight. It's them not wanting to fight. Kenny, go for it. First off, it is definitely possible to lose 10 pounds in three weeks. 15 pounds in three weeks is 100% possible. Second of all, I have never heard about the boxing commission monitoring of a fighter's weight loss. I've never heard of that before in my life. He sent a video of his weight. I've never heard of that shit before in my life. I said, I've I've heard of fighters cutting fucking 20 pounds in the sauna overnight and shit and then gaining 30 pounds the following day. I've heard crazy shit. I've never heard about the boxing commission monitoring a fighter's weight. Now, you couldn't get down to from 216 to 205 or 226 to 205, whatever the number was. The motherfucker was out here doing way too much interviews, fight hype, all these. Why are you doing interviews? Get your ass in the gym and go work. Change your diet up. Go vegan. Go vegetarian. Can't nobody tell me nothing about working out. I work out like a beast. You don't believe me? Go check out my social media. Go see what my body look like. I don't play that shit. Rockman could definitely have laws like, oh, but my body didn't let me fuck out of here. Sound like a whatever. But... The whole thing about the weight, 
205, 200. I've never heard about the boxing commission telling boxers, yo, you can't fight there no more. You have to fight at 205 now. I've never heard of any of this shit. I've never heard about the boxing commission interfering and pretty much destroying a fight. It doesn't really add up or make sense to me. Uh, they shouldn't interfere. If I seen Rockman wants to, it's like that sauna thing with uh, with uh, that uh, Asian fighter. I forgot that they took stripped him from the belt. Casimero, they stripped him for the belt for using the sauna. What was it in Japan or something like that? No, it, that was, don't it, make was, it was in it was in the UK. They handed over the title to your boy Paul Butler. There we go. You say you say Inoue needs to beat him to be undisputed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, he got the belt. It is what it is, but. But yeah, it's it's nonsense. Like, let the fight happen. Don't interfere. Who or who tells these people that? Oh, he can't use a sign that's a weight cut. Who who tells these people that it's unhealthy to drop so so many pounds in a couple of days? If you do it properly, if you diet properly, it's not unhealthy. Everything is possible. It all sounds like a crack of shit, and uh, it is what it is. The fight's not happening too damn bad. He could have been replaced with somebody else, some other last-minute opponent. I know there would have been some type of excuses of, oh, he didn't even get to train for Jake Paul. If, let's say Jake Paul won. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. They had the date set. They got all the undercard fighters. Everybody else set already ready to go and fight. Let's just get a replacement opponent for Jake Paul as opposed to killing the entire show. So a, a few of the sanctioning bodies have done uh, weight checks. Uh, I think New York is like on extra time when it comes to uh, fighter safety because of the Magomed lawsuit, you know, when he was sent to the ICU after a fight and ended up, you know, brain damaged and pretty much in a wheelchair and uh, got a multi-million dollar settlement out of the athletic uh, commission here in New York. Uh, they've been like extra careful when it comes to some of these fights. And I think, they were worried about Jake Paul's safety because Jake Paul's essentially never weighed much more than 190 pounds for a fight. He's never fought a pro boxer before. They were concerned about this. They're concerned about Rockman being a heavyweight. So they, they were instituting this. And then in terms of the commission doing weight checks, I, I also you know, ha- was not aware that New York State Athletic Commission did them like this. But, you know... Uh, you know, it, it it is what it is. I mean, my my whole thing is if the contract was at two hundred pounds, the fight was at two hundred pounds, um, and he didn't make two hundred pounds. Now he's saying he could make two hundred five Friday. I saw that in a in a report on Boxing Scene. Um, you know, I also saw on Boxing Scene that Steven Espinoza has essentially said that uh, you know, Rock if Rockman wasn't committed to making two hundred pounds, he shouldn't have signed a contract. Uh, he also said that, uh, you know, Jake Paul's, uh, you know, w- was even willing to fight at 215, but his team uh, didn't allow him to go forward with that. And that he agreed with that decision. So I don't know. Uh, in my opinion, just keep it a Tommy Fury. Uh, you probably shouldn't have been fighting a professional heavyweight anyways. Uh, and, you know, it is what it is in terms of boxing. It wasn't a meaningful fight. Okay, so, you know, it is what it is. I got people trying to get in. I'm not opening the phone lines just yet. Um, actually, you know what? Might as well open up the phone lines. Why not? Uh, I'll, uh, I'll do that in a moment. But as I cue that up, Kenny, we've got Virgil Ortiz this weekend taking on McKinson. Give me your quick thoughts on this fight before we open up the lines. Oh, I didn't even know that fight was happening. I've been so goddamn busy. Virgil Ortiz versus McKinson. Been looking for this for some time. I'm going to go with the fighter that I know more 
that I think has just a little bit more power and can keep the volume punching up just as McKinson can, I'm going to go and say that I think uh, McKinson's going to lose this fight. And um, it may be a knockout. McKinson, does, McKinson throws good combinations. He has throws punches from good angles. It just seems that he got pillow punches, you know? And uh, I don't think that that's going to keep uh, keep him away. I don't think that's going to keep uh, – uh, why, why, why am I fumbling his name? Not McKinson. Um, say it again? Virgil Ortiz. There we go. Virgil Ortiz. I think Virgil Ortiz is going to be the, the – if if everything is fine with the whole stomach issues and the whole – because you remember he had that medical uh, issue with the trying to drop weight or whatever. If everything is fine with that, I think that Virgil Ortiz should be able to come out with the victory. Uh could be a 12 round victory it could be a ko we'll see um yeah we'll see what happens but i do think virgil is going to pull this one out easy i do want to say though that i feel as though the jake paul and hasim rahman show was uh destined to fail from the beginning because how short of a notice was it how, that fight got announced what two weeks ago three weeks ago is already happening this coming week uh that allows almost zero time for promotion almost zero time for ticket sales almost zero time for people to uh grow interest in jake paul fighting a boxer hasim rockman who nobody really fucking knows i think that a show with jake paul and and tommy fury would have probably sold better but i think that this show was completely destined to fail since the beginning because of how they tried to rush shit and put in such a short notice it's unfortunate it is what it is though i want to big up thomas jones one of the subs and members and he's absolutely right Hit the thumbs up and subscribe button. Thomas, brother, I really salute you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of the members for showing the support. Uh, I've dropped the link in case anybody wants to join. You can go and do that. Look, uh, I agree. I think Virgil Ortiz should get the W in this fight. I think, you know, we, we, we got to remember that he was supposed to fight McKinson previously, but he had the, the illness and wasn't able to make the weight comfortably. So you know what they did? They didn't go through with the fight, which is interesting, too, because it kind of you juxtapose that with the Jake Paul situation with Rockman And, you know, weight issues, it's part of the sport, lead to people not going through with fights. And if I'm managing a fighter, I'm not putting him in against the guy that didn't make weight. I'm just not going to risk it personally so i agreed with with uh the virgil ortiz camp for doing that i'm happy to see that he can actually make 147 it looks like he's going to make 147 i guess that remains to be seen officially right uh but uh you know i'm glad to see him back at 147 and i'm hoping that he's healthy and i'm hoping he's going to be able to give us all a really good fight so i agree i agree it, it, you you think he's it, it... After this fight, you think he stays at 147? You think he'll be able to continue making weight and not really mess up, mess up his stomach? I forgot what it was he said he had last time. But you, you think he'll be able to continue fighting at 147? I mean, or you think this is going to be his last stay there? That's a really good question. We're going we're gonna to have to see how he makes weight. You know, th does he look really dry? Does he look really gaunt? Does he look like he really had to struggle to make 147? Um, but... We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll get to answer the, those questions, I think, Kenny, around the time of the open media workouts in Friday at the weigh-in. Interesting to me, though, Kenny, and I want to get your reaction to this, uh, bringing it back uh, to, to the Jake Paul situation. I find it very interesting that boxers are, like, putting their name in there to, like, fill in the gap 
for this fight. And I'm going to share share the first one uh, that I kind of wanted wanted to look at here. Uh, the first one being Chris Eubank Jr. I mean, I'm not quite sure what what the deal is here, Kenny. Uh, fumbles and crumbles are not boxers. They are guys who put gloves on. You know, he's and then and then Connor's going back at him. Uh, Connor Bennett is asking him why he's even focused on that when they're supposed to be facing each other. You know, uh, help me understand Chris Eubank Jr. Why why would a guy with title aspirations, Kenny, be interested in fighting a guy that has five fights against four non-boxers? What's going on with your boy Chris Eubank Jr.? Uh, Chris Eubank Jr. doesn't give a damn about boxing, doesn't give a damn about his last name, doesn't give a damn about his father's legacy, doesn't give a damn about belts. Chris Eubank Jr. gives a damn about his uh, millions of jackets that he wears that he's always switching up, and he only gives a damn about money. That's why he's interested in fighting Jake Paul. That's why he's interested in setting up fights with Conor Ben. Conor Ben is very known in the UK, and that could be a very a fight that produces a, a lot of money. You know, the guy is just chasing money. He's after money. He doesn't care about the foolish shit he does. He wants clicks. He wants views. He wants popularity. He wants to grow in any way that he can and take the least amount of risk and the least amount of damage in the ring as possible. It is what it is. That, that That's the situation. The guy is money hungry, and it's sad. I think it's a bad look. I don't think any serious boxer, uh, definitely not one with like, let's say over 15 pro fights and definitely not one with title aspirations should be calling out uh, Jake Paul, which brings me to somebody who's actually won a world title, multiple actually, unlike Chris Eubank Jr. I'm talking about this guy. You remember Kenny back in the day, I used to call you one time Kenny. (laughs) Kenny one time. It's Remember those days? <laughs> well, your boy's back. Your boy is back. And here's what he was saying. Here we go. Steven Espinosa. Steven, stop playing. If y'all don't got to fight for me, just put me in with that boy. Let me let me teach him some real boxing. Let me teach him some real boxing, okay? So, so we can do something for the people, for the sheeple, whatever. You know, he's out here with all the entertainment, man. You know, it's 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 entertainment. You know, I, I still think it's the circus. But guess what? People show up to the circus. You know what I mean? I've been I've, I've been to Circus Ole. You know what I'm saying? People still go out to the circus, you know? So it's it is what it is, man. Uh it's I'm so really that, surprised. That that's that's uh Keith one time Thurman, Kenny. And before I get you to react, uh, who's he talking trash to? He's talking. Oh, that's Marcos Vegas from Fight no, Hub. No, 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 no. Who was his commentator? Let me just fight that boy. Put me what boy fighting Jake Paul. Him too? Oh my god. But you know what? You know what? Our boy, our boy Don Angel Garcia, he's got he's got some words for him. Here we go. Don Angel's got some words. Look, this is the third third father. This is the third father I gotta deal with, right? Third daddy, right? All right. Right. this boy right here, right? This you dude, you're going to talk All shit, right? So that's right? One, the same way. This- that's one from the vault. We're talking about Angel Garcia there uh, calling out Keith Thurman, who he's called Ponytail. So, look, uh, I think Keith Thurman needs to be calling out actual fighters. Uh, that That's personally what I'd like to see. 
Uh, I don't know why, why doesn't why doesn't Keith Thurman take up that Danny Garcia call out? People would that would be the biggest money fight for them both actually because guess what they fought once and it was a good fight and it was at 147. I mean Keith Thurman is not the same fighter he was back then, but I'm pretty sure that all of their fans will tune in if they was to fight 154, 147, a catch rate, whatever. I'm pretty sure it'd be a a high selling pay per view. There we go. Uh, we've got. Ike Feldman from NBC Sports on the line. Ike, are you there with us? What's going on, boys? How you guys feeling today? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, Ike. Uh, wh- what are your thoughts on on the Jake Paul, Tommy, sorry, not Tommy Fury. That one was already canceled. Jake Paul, Hassan Rahman cancellation. I haven't had a chance to speak to you about it. I know you were looking forward to going to the fight. Yes, sir. Always looking forward to connect with you. Um, but first of all, we may not agree on uh, UFC and boxing ring announcers or the Buffer Brothers, but we can agree upon your sports teams. Go Knicks, go Mets. I'm feeling more drunk. And Kenny, credit to you, brother. You are putting in the work, pumping the iron. Uh, I hope it's clean. Uh, but uh, keep doing what you're doing, brother. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, yo. So, uh, you know, you were looking forward to going to the fight. Are you disappointed at all, Ike? Yeah, man. It's a way to get out of the house. I don't know if you guys can hear. I'm holding a baby right now. So, uh, yeah, it was just uh, another reason to get out to the garden and uh, meet up and network with everybody. But I don't know. I'm used to the the major weight cuts, Mm -hmm. the MMA scene. They're they're cutting 15 to 20 pounds in 24 hours. So to hear 30 pounds in three or four weeks, it's like, I don't know. You signed up for it. Make the weight. Make a ton of money. Even if you're not going to perform, it's a chance that you never know. A punch could land. You could knock out the Jake the Snake. You never know in Madison Square Garden. But if you sign, put your name on the dotted line, you got to show up. Yeah, Jake the Snake. That's a good one. I haven't heard that before. I was mentioning this yesterday. I, I was a big Antonio Tarver fan um, back when he was an active light heavyweight. And I remember Tarver talking about starting camps at 230, 225. And Kenny, he'd get down not to 200, but to 175 from that weight. So I know it's a different level of fighter. I know that, but I didn't quite understand the 200 pounds agreeing to do it and then not, you know, like you said, Ike, making the weight. Now, look, Ike, I know you're a big MMA guy. Why don't you tell all the boxing people why they should have been watching the UFC on Saturday night? Oh my gosh! I was at a house party. Uh, my my friend's wife, my friend's wife follows Danny Garcia's uh, wife on it, uh, Snapchat, so she wanted to see the Garcia Benavides fight strictly because of that. So we were stuck there watching the UFC fight on a phone while Garcia Benavides was kind of just a point fight. Yeah. Nunes Pena was blood, guts, and glory, man. I know a lot of people. I got to break the mold and convince people that the women are here to stay. They're here to fight. Um, as we saw with uh, Serrano and, and Taylor, the women could put on a hell of a show. They just need the platform. I think Nunes and Pena truly outside Garcia Benavides. Well, there you go. Uh, Ike, NBC Sports, that's the betting specialist right there. Let everybody know where they can find you, Ike. At Ike Feldman on Twitter. Like to go on uh, websites and stuff, and uh, if anybody has any advice to keep the babies happy, let me know. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> there you go. Ike, thank you so much for joining us, man, and we got to link up soon in the city. 
Yes, sir, man. You're killing the content as always. I'm loving it online. I will catch the beginning of the show, boys. Sorry to hop on late, as you can hear. I'm dealing with uh, baby bottles and yeah, no models. And diapers. We got it. We got it. Ike, thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, brother. Daddy daycare, my man doing it, responsible. That was Ike. I'm going to bring on Philly Drew Irish. Uh, Philly, just let me read a couple super chats and then we'll get right to you. Uh, super chat. We got, I had them up here. Let me just find them. Uh, slide tendencies with the super chat. He's not just a sub. He's a member. He says, I don't feel bad for Rockman Jr. at all. This would have been the biggest bag he ever made. I walked around at 215 and cut down to 189 in wrestling easy. That's what Sly Tendencies had to say. I, I think it's because of what you said, Maestro, because I think it was you that pointed out last week that mm-hmm. that uh, why is Rockman out here doing so many interviews? If he's supposed to be working and training, he was doing interviews and not training, and he's not dropping weight for those reasons. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, the yeah. other super chat was for you, buddy. All right. Mm-hmm. He also said, one time Kenny the Great. One time Thurman, <laughs> one time Kenny T, Kenny T. Philly drew you up in the building. What's good, fam? Kenny should feel bad about having the name one time because Keith Thurman, <laughs> all he's doing is making excuses not to fight anybody. I would be if I was nicknamed after somebody that hasn't been one time since his 18th professional fight. <laughs> but... but I look at it like this. I'm not going to go too into detail about Jake Paul. I'll save that for the night because I'm going to heat up. Well, you gotta, you're going you're gonna to catch Philly on the shoe shine with Dave from the 408. Those are my brethrens right there. 10 p.m. Eastern, right, sir? Uh, 1040. 1040, comrade. There you go. But I saw you saying, I saw you saying some things in the chat. It looked like you're saying, and you're from Philly, that Danny is ducking boots. No. Keith. Okay, okay, I was about to say because I know you a Danny guy like me. Well, I shouldn't have been. Well, I do like Danny Garcia. I'm a big Danny Garcia guy, and believe it or not, you know, Crazy Angel. I like I like a lot of what he does as well, especially in the corner. I think he's a very underrated cornerman, as I've said many times. But Philly, tell me about that Thurman. Why not Boots? Why uh, Jake Paul? Like Boots is there. Boo Boots is looking for a fight. I'm gonna tell you why Keith Thurman is looking for a cash out. Because if you look at it, he's one loss away from his career being over. And why lose to a guy like Boots, up and coming? And especially if he gets knocked out by Boots. That ends him. Yep. And I think he's ducking Danny, too, because, tell you the truth, that fight was close. But well, this time, Danny gets a good shot on him in the body. And Keith's not that good in the body. And anything, and loses to Danny. That's a that's his career is done too. You know, it, he beat the guys one one, but I still think it's over. He's looking for all Spence, or Terrence Crawford, or Jake Paul fight because that's they'll cash out fights. And, and if he and if he loses that a fight to to like you said Crawford or Spence, it's no shame in that. No shame whatsoever. That's why he won't fight Boots. He won't fight Virgil Ortiz. He won't fight Danny Garcia again. He won't fight anybody 
that has a threat to him. Like Barrios, he wasn't a threat. Tank knocked him out. <laughs> and he was a big 140-pounder. So I, I just don't get, like, Keith Thurman, man, he's just looking for that cash out. Nobody should really care too much about one, used to be one time. I just come last time. <laughs> I like that. So last time, last time Keith Thurman is mm. irrelevant to boxing. Because tell you the truth, at least Sean Porter didn't care who he fought when he was fighting. Sean Porter didn't take on your boy Boots either, though. Sean nah, Porter didn't, didn't take on your boy Virgil Ortiz either, though. Nah, he but he took on the big he took on the bigger guys when they when they offered to fight him. When they offered to fight to him. Yeah, he did, but it he he also had he he also had a sprinkling in the guys too. You know, well, what's yeah. the name of the dude that he knocked out? The uh, I think it was uh, Polish German, the the same guy that Conor Ben sparked out. Uh, he, he he fought him, and he it went like I believe it went almost a distance. If Van, I Van Heerden? No, not Van the, Heerden. The other one before Van Heerden. Um, yeah, that's right now. Yeah, that's another. There you go again. There's a Van Heerden. Yeah, so. Uh, Pull, pull it up for me, Kenny, please. I, I'm yes. usually good with the names, but right now I'm struggling for this one. Uh, I got you right now. I'm, um, here. I'm here. Uh, it was uh, Chris Algieri. No, not Chris Algieri. Granados. No, where's, not, the, where's the fighter from? He's from, I'm p- pretty sure he's Polish, but maybe based out of Germany. Uh, I thought he was South African. Don't make me pull it up. <laughs> killing me right now. It's the last guy he fought, right? Conor Ben? Uh, the, no, the, the the two people that he fought that was Spence the the guy Spence knocked out was Chris Algieri. The Sebastian last two people, he... Sebastian Formella, Sebastian Formella, Sebastian Formella. He fought Sebastian Formella after Errol Spence Jr. and before Terence Crawford. That's the guy I was looking for. So I'm just saying it's not like he's been just taking on Virgil Ortiz type or 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 uh, you know uh, Boots Ennis types. But I I get I get the points overall. Especially more recently, he's been taking on, uh, you know, more more high level guys than than Thurman has. That's for sure. Yeah, and like Chris Chris Eubanks, man, tell you the truth, man, this fight with Conor Ben shouldn't be happening because you got middle, you got you're a middleweight. He's a welterweight. You got somebody calling you out, and you're not even responding to it. I agree. And everything like Chris Eubanks don't want that smoke. He want he was looking for a big cash out. Definitely. And, how could you work for a big cash out when Billy Joe Sanders beat you? Yeah, you know, and, and look, my, my whole thing is if you're serious about if you're oh, I see virtuoso. Sorry, virtuoso. Let me bring you in. If you're serious about getting Thank a you. title at 160, why, why are you calling out a, a prospect at, at 147 slash contender? Virtuoso, what's good, fam? Sorry for having you in the waiting room for so long. Thank you for it's joining. It's all good, fam. It's a, it's it's all good, man. It's nice, you know, nice of you to let me join. But um, yeah, man. Um, I wanted to touch on the Jake Paul situation with the Hasim Rotman. Uh, what are you guys talking about right now? Well, we were just talking about Keith Thurman calling out. Uh, Philly brought up Keith Thurman calling. Oh, out. That, that mean, it's not a good look. I mean, he doesn't. The thing is, Keith Thurman is looking for. He is looking for a cash out fight. He is, but. I don't think he's earned one uh, based on his previous, like, fights that he's had. Like, I don't know what, what his record has been, and he's been inactive. And I don't think there's, there's that's much of a fanfare 
as he believes there is, you know, to see him fight, you know, for for a unified, you know, world championship fight or or fight, you know, Arrow or Bud. But you know, it, it, it is what it is with him. Like um, he has to move on. You know, if he, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, if he loses in between those fights that he that he demands, it's over. Yeah, I agree. He's very close to being over right now. Same thing with, with Chris Eubank Jr., which was mentioned previous to this. If Conor Ben knocked Chris Eubank Jr. out, that's a damn shame for the whole Eubank family name and Jr. Jr. needs to retire and never look back at the sport of boxing. Yeah, he's he's shameless also. Like, it, like I, I can't stand him either. Like, <coughs> dude, dude just want to fight. Like he, you know what it is? He seems like the type of dude who goes on dating sites like to date midgets. That's the way I look at it, as him looking at, at, at boxing. <laughs> It, 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 it's it's very disturbing, you know. Wow. So so talk talk to me guys about McKinton and and Ortiz this weekend because that's what we got ahead of us. What what are your thoughts of Virtuoso go first? Repeat that. McKinson and Ortiz this weekend. That's the only fight we oh, got now. What, what damn. Oh man. Let, let let me just say this, man. Um, that that's gonna be a wash. I think Virgil is gonna come back with a vengeance. I think he's really gonna show out, you know. I think he, he was he, that wrapped over my life since he had that 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 scene. What I heard the effects of it, I mean, seems kind of fatal. I'm glad he's okay, but um, I have a I have a strong feeling that he's gonna knock the guy out. Philly, I want to cut up McKenzie. I I just want to. He's a good boxer and everything. It like I just want to count him out. I think it's gonna be a a, a harder fight than Virgil think it's gonna be. Mm. I think Virgil might is still gonna win the fight, but I think it's gonna be way more difficult than Virgil think it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Is that based on the last fight? Uh, nah, that's based on that's based on, on career. Fight. Based on career. His career. I saw I saw like five of his fights. He's a he's a good ass boxer. And I think the last fight that he had, I think that was a little bit off because it was a it was on short notice. Mm. So we can't I can't really put that in effect because the guy that he fought was also a good boxer, but he just he got on the wrong end of a lot of decisions that he lost. Mm. So. Well, there you go, uh, Philly. Any last thoughts? Again, let people know where they could find you after sharing your last thoughts. Well, I'll be on tonight on Shoeshine Boxing at 1040 Eastern. And I'm getting ready and we're playing I'm planning on starting this sports podcast hopefully next Tuesday. Try to get it on the road here with everybody and everything. So there you go. Philly Drew Irish. Thank you for joining us, Bredgen. I really appreciate it. Oh, that was Philly, Drew, Iris, Virtuoso. Any last words, fam? Yeah, just one real, real quick comment about Jake Paul and Hussein Rahman. I felt like those two were like, I felt like those two were just trying to expose each other as as them trying to get over each other, like spy versus spy. <laughs> like Jake Paul trying to expedite the, the 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 contract, you know, process, and Hussein Rahman trying to trying to trying to sneak in. As a as a as a bridge weight and not a cruiser weight, so it, it, it's to me it's like I don't know the blind leader the blind here. So I'm like I'm I'm not listening to this to this crap. It's white noise to me. But um, 
I'm 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 really disappointed for for Amanda Serrano that she didn't get the fight, you know, in that card that the whole card had to get scrapped just because of this. Yeah, it's, it's really unprofessional. It's not a good look. There is there is one last thing I'd like to ask you about, and Kenny, I want your thoughts on this too. Apparently, Ramirez ain't gonna be taking on Zapata uh, mm-hmm. right now. I believe he's getting married, so the timing didn't work out for him. But you know who's stepping in? Regis Progres. Regis Progray. What do you guys think of that fight? Regis versus Zapata versus Zapata for the Rugaroo. now vacant WBC title vacated by Josh Taylor. Shit, that that's a, that's a damn good fight. Right, right. That's yeah. a damn good fight. Yeah. Right, we got a little bit of bad news with the Jake Paul uh, situation, but some good news followed right there because guess what? The Jake Paul fight was actually a meaningless fight in the sport of boxing. This is actually a meaningful fight. And yeah. I, I like it, man. It's two master boxers uh, getting their big opportunity after waiting for a really long time. And I don't know about you, Virtuoso, but I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I, I really do because, like, uh, both guys could get it. You know, they're very, you know, rugged and ready to, to fight, man. Um, should be a good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, ho- hopefully uh, uh, it's a good battle. And hopefully after this battle, uh, Regis Prograde becomes more of an active, active fighter because we haven't really seen him much in boxing ever since he lost to Josh Taylor. He's only fought once per year. He fought once in 2019, once in 2020, mm-hmm. once in 2021, once in 2022. He's going to fight a second time now in 2022 since he stepped in for someone else for a big fight. Hopefully we get to see him become more of an active fighter because he is a great, great fighter that we don't get to see enough of. I agree. Yeah, it's just, it's just because I think, real quick, I just think it's because he's he's stuck in probellum, which I don't. to me is like kind of a score to, to us Americans. I think if he was assigned to top rank, he'd have way more opportunities. Well, that's probably what's going to end up happening because uh, if he wins the 140-pound title, like top rank is going to want to do business there. And at that point, we're talking about Ramirez. We're talking about Teofimo Lopez. We're talking about maybe a rematch with Josh Taylor, right? So we got fights that are possibilities for him at 140. Not 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 to for, forget Barbosa and all the other guys they got around there too. So, uh, virtuoso, thank you for joining us, fam. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure, man. Thanks, you, man. You you're Take welcome, care, brother. Have a great one, man. So uh, there you go. Slide tendencies. Regis is coming in hot. Philly says Regis wins, and Shoeshine says Regis has low miles. Zepeda has been in wars. I see Regis versus Ramirez for the belt later. There you go. Kenny, another edition of Mano a Mano. Make sure everybody knows where to follow you, fam. IG, Twitter, and, of course, YouTube. Yes, sir. The real KO Kenny on all social media, IG, Twitter, and on YouTube is just KO Kenny. But when you search for me, another guy comes up, Kenny KO. So just, you know, you got to scroll down a few, and then you'll see KO Kenny. You'll see that. I'll drop the link now, too, so it's not a problem. There Check out All on the Table on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. There you go. And by the way, Kenny's channel is in the description box. The link is in the description box of this video if you're watching it on demand. And before you leave, before you check out, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share the vid. Let everybody know that on Mondays, you're here with us on Mano a Mano Live, and you are a sub of Maestro A, Maestro A, where you're going to get the top quality boxing content, interviews, on-site uh, footage, 
on-site interactions with fans. And of course, if it's not mano a mano, okay, it's got to be punch. Gorilla than the planet of the apes. I ride a punchline and plan it on your face. Eat a punch that you ain't even got a taste. Here's a shot that you ain't even got a chase. And that's it for mano a mano, Kenny. Uh, on behalf of Kenny and Maestro, that's it. You guys have a great week. We'll see you again soon. Take care. Yeah. 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 Chrome hearts at the Caesar's Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. K-Bar, you can be established. A 230s, that's 69s. You can eat a salad while you feed a phallus. I speak in pallets that compete with graphics. At the speed of cheetah gallops at indecent average. Chopsticks when I be eating garrets. Philippe Receipt and Barris, you can't see the marriage. That's why I started this in Vegas. Proposed to my toast, Neo's married to the Matrix. But I hate this bitch like I'm married to a racist. An addict, so the kilos get buried in the basements. Speed the wagon like Rio's vicarious, vivacious. Patois, noir, but the Creole is basic. So when I'm around them Haitians, I don't even say shit. Last album sounded like I was signed to a spaceship. Brain was on drugs and my eyes was on LASIK. And the shit got legs, I don't think that I can chase it with rocket power ASICs. But the next one's coming with cases and witness protection facelifts. For the fans, why hit them with kabams when the germaphobe jab can wash a nigga with hands? I am not in my feelings, I'm in my glands. I am not no bitch, I'm in a trance. Pandemic gimmicks got niggas all in the scams. Panhandling brilliance with lyrics all in their hands. Alan Watts got Watts living without a plan. But I want the smokes while the kitchen ain't got no fans. L, 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 L.